I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Kicking off the second hour of the sweat, we broke down the first game of the day earlier in the show that included the AFC's number one seed. Now let's talk the NFC number one seed. Jordan Love and Brock Purdy here, Josh. Two of the five quarterbacks in NFL history with 30 touchdown passes and 4,000 passing yards in their first season in a full-time starter. So of course they square off with a trip to the conference championship game on the line. Yeah, so let's look at this game from a betting perspective, Emerson. It looks like the 49ers are taking in some game day respected action because this game, you know, open 49ers minus 9.5. It got up to 10. It went back to 9.5. We pretty much sat 9.5 throughout the week. But now we're starting to see this line creep up to minus 10. So it tells me we got some late movement mm-hmm. on game day breaking towards San Francisco. Why is that important? Because if San Fran wins by 10, you got the 9.5. Again, you cover that number. You look at the bet split, only 38% bets, but 52% of the money is on San Francisco. So again, a little bit of a fade the trendy dog play here. This reminds me a little bit of the championship game in college football where Washington and Michigan was kind of sitting the same and then it broke late uh, toward Michigan. Michigan ends up covering that number. But here's where it gets tough. All these betting systems that I lean on would match with Green Bay. Playoff dogs, playoff dogs miss the postseason, divisional round dogs getting seven or more, fading divisional round favorites off a bye. Jordan Love is 9-5 and five ATS as a dog in his career. And San Fran is only uh, is actually 0-5 ATS their last five home games. So I think if you look at just the, what the market's telling us it's that if you got a nine and a half with San Fran looks like you're probably going to beat the closing line but on the other hand if you like Green Bay you can't get the key number of 10 so this is a tough one to cap I'm interested to see where uh, where you guys land on this one so this is really interesting for me um, because when I look back where's your cheese head I mean, I, I'm back in the I thought that's why you got a haircut, so you yeah, can fit it, it in here. No, dude. Uh, I mean, I'm, no, definitely, not in. <laughs> not in. I'm definitely back in the Packers in this instance here. But what really has me, like, surprised a bit is that this, you know, this spread is as high as it is. If this stands at 10, this will be the seventh time, regular season and postseason, that the 49ers have been favored by 10 or more points. Okay. 
they have done an admirable job in those situations. They've covered in four of those games when they are a double-digit um, uh, favorite. But that being said, the quality of opponent, as you'd imagine, of those teams is pretty lackluster. Arizona, Washington, uh, excuse me, Arizona twice, the Giants, Seattle. Green Bay is a better team than all of those teams. Mm -hmm. I think that we can agree on that. And then what we saw last week. Obviously, the Cowboys in garbage time were able to put some points up against that uh, Green Bay defense. But defensively, this Green Bay's Packers team, and I will continue to hammer this home every single time we're on talking about the Packers, that Packers defense is so much better than people give them credit for. They are not good on the ground, so obviously their biggest weapon, Christian McCaffrey, is going to be a problem here. But other than that, like they've been great through the air. Jair Alexander might actually be playing in this one. He did. He was uh, questionable leading to that game against the Pack. Uh, excuse me, the, the Cowboys did end up playing. Left that game hurt. And then the other thing that really was eye-opening for me again, in that game against Dallas. Dallas has one of the best pass rushing lines in the league. Jordan Love did not take a single sack in that game against the Cowboys. They were able to really mitigate the pressure on him. He was only under pressure on seven dropbacks in that game against the Cowboys. And in those scenarios, he completed five of his seven pass Isn't attempts. Isn't that like a third of his dropbacks, though? It was, no, <laughs> like it, no, it was, but even in those scenarios when he's under pressure, completed five of his seven pass attempts for 152 yards. He was very good in those situations. And then Green Bay as an underdog, seven, to, seven of 11 uh, ATS as an underdog this season. I'm, I have more. I'm more than happy to, to back Green Bay in this spot. Jules, over the last nine games, Jordan Love has thrown for 21 touchdowns and has just one interception. I mean, that's sensational. And with the quarterback playing that well, and you're catching 10 points right now, kind of feels like a, a near must bet. <laughs> if it feels like a near must bet from you, then give me the other side. I'm putting my 92 cent <laughs> bonus bet on that. Um, I, the only reason I haven't laid the points in this game is because week after week I've come on this show and been giving out a future of the Niners to win the NFC between plus 125 and minus 125. Still think it's a good bet at minus 185 after they win today and then are over a touchdown home favorites against either Detroit or Tampa. So I still would lay minus 185 on the Niners to win the, the NFC. Um, Packers have been really good. That was a Mickey Mouse show from uh, the Cowboys last yeah. week. Completely unprepared from a coaching standpoint. Completely poop their pants from a quarterback standpoint in Dak Prescott. And then you blink, it's 27-0, and you're trying to dig out, out of that hole. I felt like I needed to take a shower after cashing Dallas Cowboys team total over last wow. week. You felt 28 dirty, and huh? a half, which got there at somehow scoring 32 points. Um, this is going to be a completely different situation. The Niners are going to be ready for the Packers. The Niners have ways to, you know, not make mistakes that the Cowboys made and, and give themselves a huge leg up on the Packers. Running the ball, obviously, uh, Green Bay ranks 28th in the NFL against the run. They allow over 140 yards per game in road games on the ground. Christian McCaffrey over in yardage, 100 plus if you want to get plus money, um, can tie that in in a same game parlay with uh, team total over for the Niners and the Niners to win the game and get better than plus 150. Um, those are the ways I'm going about it so I don't have to lay the points because I have so much exposure already to them winning. I was going to say if this came down to eight and a half, easy teaser leg, but it's going the other way. And I agree with the move. I think you just lay it with the Niners here. And Josh, the 49ers defense has been shakier at home this year. So they've allowed opponents to score touchdowns on 65.2% of their red zone trips. 
Yeah, you're, you're exactly right. And we think of them as just this incredible defense, yeah. which again, they have a lot of star players. I think they were one of the top teams for uh, you know the uh, the All Star, you know, yeah. All Pro, Pro Bowl situation here. But I think this is an opportunity for the Green Bay Packers to pass on them. I mean, over two fifty and a half for Jordan Love at minus one fifteen. To me, that's a play that is worth making here, going up against this defense. That again, the stats don't uh, kind of line up with you know what the narrative is with this great defense. So I'd look toward that uh, situation, Emerson, and then also the total is interesting to me. It did tick up. You know, a lot of these books were at one point, you know, 49.50. It got up to 51. It's come back down a little bit. It's back down to 50 and a half. But it looks like there's a lot of respected money going over. Right now, you're getting 67% bets, 73% of the money on the over. The one thing that just scares me betting high total overs when it comes to the postseason is that if you look um, over the last uh, decade or so, when the total is 47 or more, the under is actually 66%. So hmm. definitely the line's moving upwards. Um, again, I think if you're if you're Green Bay, if you can score and keep pace, that's that's a good sign if you can cover that 10. Bukes, I think a lot of people expect this to be a high-scoring game, but how high-scoring do you expect it to be? It may be a square pick here to kind of be buying high on love and this Packers offense when their stock is at like an all-time high. But we do, it feels like, over the last nine weeks, have a large enough sample size to completely buy in here. I mean, I just think the total is, is very inflated. Like, we're talking about we need a 51 points here to hit the over. I mean, granted, these are two very good teams at hitting the over. Combined, they went 21-14 and 14 to the over, at least two teams together, um, this season. But that being said, it obviously doesn't hurt those numbers for San Francisco when they're putting up 30 points per game, and they did that nine times during the regular season. In the games that San Francisco went over their total, they put up at least 30 points in six of those games. I don't know if I'm tabbing the 49ers to put up 30 points against this Packers team. If I'm sitting here t- telling you I think that the Packers defense has been underrated, then I don't think that they're going to be putting up 30 points in this game. So are we going to get something in like the mid-40s? I think we can definitely get there, both these teams putting up you know, tw- 20-something points, I just think 51 is a pretty high total here, especially when you consider that, you know, if the if the 49ers do get some some pressure on Jordan Love, then obviously that mitigates how good offensively that Jordan Love has been. Or if Brock Purdy, you know, starts to, to falter a bit here and can't beat that secondary of the Packers, then I don't think we're going to get 51 points here in this game. So I'm going with the under in this one here. This one just feels a little too inflated for my taking. What's the best prop on the board, in your opinion? So one that jumped out to me, Emerson, George Kittle, over 51 and a half receiving yards. It's minus 125 to the over, so juiced up a bit here. Kittle has gone over this number in eight of his last 10 games. He finished second on the team in targets in the regular season with 90. Only Brandon Ayuk had more. And he's really been dependable here in terms of staying healthy. He sat out week 18, so he should be rested and ready to go. And I'm going to look back toward last week. One of my favorite prop bets last week was Jake Ferguson, the Dallas Cowboys tight end. He went off last week. He had 93 yards, 10 catches, three touchdowns. Now I know that was garbage time where you know Packers had a big lead and it didn't really matter that much. But that tells me that maybe the tight end position can be one that you target to bet against uh, the Green Bay Packers here. So I'm going to go Kittle over 51 and a half receiving yards at minus 125. Does that sound good to you, Jules? It does sound good to me. There's a couple of things that sound better to me. And one of them I do oh. agree with Josh on, and it's the, it's the Jordan Love uh, problem. I, I can like... I can like San Francisco as much as I want in this game, but the the larger of a lead San Francisco builds, the more Green Bay is going to have to pass with an offense that already I would think would be leaning on Jordan Love. So I, I do like the Jordan Love over 250 in this game, uh, but Christian McCaffrey, 92 and a half rushing yards, is going to be my prop. When he uh, he was you know a coin flip to go over this during the regular season, he stayed under by a wide margin during that three game losing streak, uh, and he stayed under in a lot of these blowout wins that the Niners had. 
this is one I already went over the matchup uh, with Green Bay giving up a buck 40 on the ground in road games. But this matchup wise is one where you're not pulling CMC in a blowout type of game. You're, you're winning with margin here. You're keeping him on the field. So I think he's going to be a big part of the game plan to build the lead and a big part of the game plan to sustain the lead. Uh, and I think a 100 yard game is, is in the cards here for CMC. Bukes, there was one point this season where I thought any time touchdown score for Christian McCaffrey was going to be like minus 600 or minus like 700. <laughs> like it's minus there. it's minus. Yeah, it's minus 340. <clears throat> yeah, so that's like an implied, implied <laughs> probability of 76 percent at that rate like I mean you can't bet that at that number there like that's absolutely insane if you're gonna take anything from McCaffrey take a shot here with first touchdown score you get plus 310 on that but even that's like kind of ridiculous what's two touchdowns that's a good question two touchdowns is plus 150 that's ridiculous perfect (laughs) you are you are sitting on that I'll take it uh, for a two touchdown score that's that's terrible I'm not looking at that at all Uh, if I was gonna take an anytime touchdown I I would go with Josh here I think George Kittle is someone to take a look at here anytime touchdown score is plus 110 uh, Packers have been basically league average against the, t- the opposing tight end position, but obviously Kittle in the red zone has been a target for Brock Purdy to go to here. So if I'm looking at that there. And then Debo Samuel uh, combined rushing and receiving. I think that's something to take a look at too as well. All right, well, not a shocker to see Christian McCaffrey atop the price board when we're talking DFS for this four-game slate this weekend. Uh, You two will welcome in Mr. Jeff Ulrich next, try to help people build a money-making lineup for this weekend's divisional round. From BBC Radio 4. Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote.
Welcome back to the Sweat, Steve Buchanan, Julian Edlo. We're going to be joined by Jeff Ulrich, and we're going to build some daily fantasy lineups, help you get those lineups set for today, the four-game slate that we have Saturday and Sunday. Let's bring in Jeff. There he is. is. It's no longer a black screen. There's (laughs) Jeff's handsome face. Jeff, we're going to swing some questions your way, help you build some of these daily fantasy lineups. Let me ask you this. I was looking at some of the ownership projections for this slate here, Jeff, and I was surprised that the two quarterbacks that are going today who are double-digit underdogs, uh, depending on where that Green Bay one lands, Jordan Love and C.J. Stroud, are looking like they are going to generate the lowest ownership on this four-game slate. Yeah, um, the Stroud one definitely surprises me a little bit. You know, C.J. Stroud's passing prop isn't very big today. It's about 236, 234 range. And, um, you know, the weather in Baltimore is not going to be very good. I mean, it is in that range where it's going to affect passing efficiency. You're also just going up against the Baltimore defense. It's, you know, really good against the pass. They're first in yards per pass attempt against on defense. So the Jordan Love one, though, I can definitely get behind that. We've got two games with like really big point totals. This is in good weather out, out you know, outdoors, but over on in San Francisco where it's still pretty warm. Uh, I, I think Jordan love is, is the far more preferred of those two for me, but I am a little surprised because, you know, we have two quarterbacks in a dome today. We got Josh Allen on the slate. Uh, no need to really take big risks with um, especially CJ Stroud in a poor weather situation. So. Well, I, that's where I was going to go, Jeff, because, you know, we have the quarterbacks, obviously when you're, when you're a monster underdog like that, you're, going to be throwing the ball that's the the appeal in those guys but my eyes immediately on the slate go to that matchup in the dome uh with a total that's being bet up jared goff 6300 baker mayfield 6k uh lions given up in their last three games that lions defense has given up an average of over 350 yards per game through the air baker just torched the eagles is this where your eye is going uh on quarterback no, I mean, I, I would say Jordan Love would probably be my favorite. He's, he's a okay. little bit cheaper, um, but, you know, like those quarterbacks are in play. I mean, certainly I think when you're looking at DFS, when you're looking at this slate, I mean, you know, like this game with, between Tampa Bay and Detroit could obviously kind of have some video game numbers. I mean, there's a lot of room for Baker Mayfield. If the, the Buccaneers do get behind, if Detroit sort of jumps out in front, I mean, you know, the lions have averaged about 380 yards passing against, you know, in their last four games. So, I mean, the opposing quarterbacks are just racking up yardage at an insane rate. You've got Mike Evans, who's going to have like a five inch advantage over all of the quarterbacks on Detroit. You've got a great passing back in Rashad white. Certainly Baker Mayfield has appeal this week. I would probably slightly prefer him to Jared Goff, but really Jared Goff isn't just a good, just as good a situation in my opinion. Um, could be in a, in a, you know, I know the lines are the favorites, but I mean, he could be in a situation late in the game as well. Tampa's playing pretty well. I think that game is going to be a little bit closer than people think. So, I mean, games, if there's one game I'm stacking and just being like, I'm putting like eight players in it, it's this one because it's in a dome. Like you said, things have a, a tendency to get wild when you have two poor secondaries like that. And I think both quarterbacks have been playing well. So, you know, prefer Mayfield slightly there, but I mean, Goff and Mayfield would be like two and three on my list, right? Right behind love at quarterback for sure. Jeff, I think running back is really tough this week. Obviously with the games, you know, getting smaller and smaller, these slates, the options thin out dramatically. But like this is 
McCaffrey, Pacheco, massive cliff for me after that. So are you just going to kind of go chalky here or are you going to kind of go a little bit off the board? Because there really is a, not a lot of room to differentiate unless you're going to do that at wide receiver. But what's your strategy here for running back? Because obviously everybody and their mother is going to be on McCaffrey. But, you know, do you want to stick with that or do you want to go a different direction? I mean, Dalvin Cook is the obvious play, right? <laughs> Yeah, Dalvin Cook. I mean, he, he is. I guess he is still live. Let's 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 put a little respect on his name. Let's not actually. Part of the reason why I like going cheap at quarterback is that um, is that then it just allows you to fit McCaffrey in easier. I mean, I, I think that you know when you're going like Jordan Love or you're going you know in that Detroit game, um, certainly that that part of the reason why you're doing that at quarterback so you can fit McCaffrey in. But um, you know, to your point, you know, Gibbs and, and, and Rashad white in that uh, Tampa Bay game, you know, if, if for some reason you're creating a, like, like, let's say you're creating a Brock Purdy stack and you're stacking with like Kittle and Ayuk, and maybe you're going to leave McCaffrey out and just hope that Brock Purdy throws for like 350 and all the passing touchdowns go to like Ayuk or something. Then I think you'd probably be looking at going like Jameer Gibbs and Rashad white from that game. Gibbs is a really good touchdown producer and he does get a lot of red zone work. I know Montgomery's like the one yard guy usually, but Gibbs gets those touches inside the 10 yard line. He's very good at converting them. So um, I think Jameer Gibbs has, has good upside. You know, I would rate him under McCaffrey obviously, but you know, that, that range, like I, I think Rashad white's in a, in a very good spot as well. I already mentioned him. I think Rashad white, I would put up there. I would actually rank white just slightly in front of Pacheco, but certainly both have really good upside. The problem is when you're going like deep value for, for running back, Gus Edwards has some appeal. He's got 13 touchdowns. It's just, he's not going to do anything else for you. If like, if he doesn't get in the end zone, he's you're, you're done. So Edwards is boomer bust Singletary, not a great matchup, but certainly if, if Houston keeps that game close, Singletary's in play as well. There's just, you know, outside of Singletary, I mean, justice Hill, Damian Pierce, these guys are real risks. Um, you know, justice Hill is probably the only RB under 5k I'd really consider today. All right, so running back a little tough after the the obvious choices. Wide receiver, I think we have more of a conversation where we can talk ourselves into a lot of guys. My eye starts with right where I went with quarterback, the game indoors, and all those receivers that we have on on Tampa and Detroit, and uh, they're all you know near the top of the list here when you look at at prices. Is that also the game you're going for wide receiver, Jeff, or are your eyes going elsewhere here? Like you said, we can go a lot of different places. Um, certainly Mike Evans, one of my favorite plays on the slate at 7,200. I mean, like I said, he's going to have a big advantage, I think, over those cornerbacks. Is he going to be in a dome? Um, I think Brandon Ayuk at 6,900, just a player I got a lot of respect for also in play. But like you said, the nice thing here is whoever you pay up for, you know, whether you're stacking Evans and, and, and St. Brown, like we've got Jaden Reed at 5,200, a player I really like today. San Francisco is not as good against the slot as Dallas was. I think Jaden Reed probably pops back up here. He's still the best wide receiver, in my opinion, on Green Bay. I think that's going to show today. I think Khalil Shakur at 3,800 is really interesting. Steph Diggs is a little banged up. Gabriel Davis isn't playing. Shakir's averaged 16.8 uh, yards per reception at home. He's gone over 90 yards three times this year. I think, I think at 3,800, he's a really nice value play. Like if you need deep value wide receiver, that is where I would go. But um, Jane Reed, probably my favorite overall play just from a price and, you know, like um, just sit a setup perspective. And then again, if you're paying up, like I, I, I would definitely look, to start with, with Mike Evans. And again, if you want to pay up twice, you know, maybe even just go just again, stacking that dome game with St. Brown makes a lot of sense, but 
Um, certainly there's a lot of places we can go. My favorite sort of values are definitely Reed, though, and then Shakira from that Bills Chiefs game. Hey, Jeff, real quick on wide receiver here. Are you surprised that Josh Reynolds is projecting to be the most high, highest, highest owned wide receiver on this slate? Almost double that of Shakir, but there's only $100 separating the two. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's a good point to bring up. I mean, Reynolds does have 10 catches over his last two games, but again, like, he is the turn, like, you know, it could, maybe it's Jameson Williams going for like 50 yards today and him, Reynolds yeah. gets like two catches. Reynolds' production has been up and down. I think it's a good spot for Reynolds, but I mean, it's, it's really he just, doesn't score. Just That's the biggest the game thing. card, right? So yeah, he doesn't yeah. score. That's been the biggest thing for me. He's not a factor um, in the red zone real quick. Yeah. Let's, go ahead. I was going to say one name that we somehow haven't mentioned the whole way here is Chris Godwin. At, we're mentioning Mike Evans, but yeah. Chris Godwin, I think is going to ha- draw that, that, Puka Nakua matchup that he just went bonkers in. So I I don't disagree with Jeff in terms of the the matchup that Mike Evans is getting and the jump balls that he should should get. But because of that, maybe we're overlooking Godwin, who's also going to get peppered with targets in this game. Let's move over to tight end here. Obviously, Travis Kelsey is going to draw a lot of interest here. But Jeff, I'm more than happy to fade Travis Kelsey in this spot here. I mean, I don't want to say he's a non-factor, but like not getting the touchdowns, you know, really not getting anything after the catch. Whereas you have, uh, you know, Kittle going against Green Bay. You have Otten, who really came on in that last game there. And even Isaiah likely going up against Houston. Absolutely. Isaiah likely is interesting. I mean, a 4,700, I, I would probably lean Kincaid there. Um, again, yeah. I, I would really like like Shakir and Kincaid. I think you're going to be really important for Buffalo today. Um, Chiefs have very good boundary corners, not necessarily as good in the middle of the field or in the slot. So I think Kincaid who's Kincaid has basically averaged like seven targets over his last, you know, three or four games. Um, wouldn't shock me if he got like eight or nine targets in this game, really hit his ceiling. I think Dalton Kincaid's probably my favorite play under the slate is under 5k. You know, Kittle certainly has a lot of appeal as well. And I'm with you on Kelsey. Like I would, I would rather pay down in this spot. I think Kelsey could still have a solid game, but I think Kittle's got a little bit more upside in that matchup. And then Dalton Kincaid again, being under 5k really interesting. Um, I'll throw Tucker craft there out as just like a very, like, you know, 1% owned punt play as well. I know Musgrave's back, but craft, uh, I think still getting just slightly more snaps. I'd probably lean him, but I think Kincaid and Kittle are, are really the guys I would be looking to go overweight on. Um, could certainly see like a 30 point game from Kittle or something. He's got that in him still. Jeff, one word answer. Give us your favorite defense for this four game slate. The Buccaneers, Steve, the Buccaneers have been playing well. They're 2,500. They let you do a lot of different stuff. Um, it's still Jared Goff. I think he could, uh, he could get sacked a few times today. All right. That's thanks, brave. Jeff. We, uh, yeah, that is very brave. Thanks for joining us, Jeff, here. Hope that gives you some insight into building your DFS lineups. We're going to give you some insight now on some of the games happening tomorrow, starting with Chiefs and Bills. We'll be right back here on The Sweat. Gentlemen, what better way to end the NFL Divisional Round weekend than with another playoff matchup between the Chiefs and Buffalo Bills? I want it to go to overtime. So do so I, bad. dude. Absolutely. So this is the reason why overtime rules have changed is because what we saw between these two back in the 2022 postseason here. This also is huge because Mahomes will be making his first road start in the postseason. Is this the new Brady Manning, by the way? Mahomes Allen? What about Burrow, though? Bur- it's, there's like a third piece no, this time Bur- No, dude, no. Burrow, Burrow <laughs> does not count. I mean, why? Yeah, he does. Because he's always injured. 
Always in, just answer the question. So not is it, injured is enough is not? to beat Mahomes the first three times he played. In yeah, that year. doesn't make sense. Dude. <laughs> so you're saying sense. you're saying no. You're saying this is not the new Manning Manning. Grade. It's not there yet. It's well, it's not there yet. But like I don't, I just feel like there's a third piece. It's different. I think there's a third elite quarterback in the I AFC agree. that's in the mix. Okay. Firmly. You think I'm trying to force this thing? Yes. People want to be, and yeah. I get the I get the narrative, but also like. It is what it is. It's going to be Allen, Burrow, and Mahomes, and the three of that. What about when the Bills and uh, Bengals meet in yeah. a big playoff game? Like, yeah. I feel like the three of them are just going to be moving around, yeah. playing each other just in wait, huge playoff games. Just wait till Trevor Lawrence and the Jags. Play I think it you made a good point. I Trevor Lawrence and the Jags. Because rivalries are made in the postseason. I will you. give more of an opinion on this one That's and say point. that firmly that Trevor Lawrence and the Jags will not be a part <laughs> of this. All right. All right. So, anywho, since that 2022. Uh, playoff matchup. It was thrilling. It forced the NFL to change its overtime rules. We have been jonesing for this. It is finally taking place, except it is taking place in Buffalo. So how much changes for you, Josh, with your betting approach to this, knowing that this rivalry now for the first time going down in the postseason at Highmark Stadium? I love the Chiefs here, Emerson. I think the Chiefs are plus three. Not right now they're plus two and a half, but it's really juiced up toward the Bills, minus two and a half, minus 120. Tells me the odds makers kind of want to go to three, but they're a little bit concerned about giving that key number to contrarian bettors here. Emerson, how often what? do you get the Chiefs, a dog, betting against the public in, in the spot with Mahomes? It really never happens. Now, if we go back to the Super Bowl, I was an idiot. I took the Eagles in the Super Bowl, <laughs> and I learned one thing. Yeah. Never bet against Patrick Mahomes as a dog, especially when the public doesn't believe in him. So if you look at these percentages right now, only 40% of bets are on the Kansas City Chiefs. We can bet against the public in a heavily bet game. Also, you look at a rest first tired advantage. This is big, Emerson. They played on Saturday. Bills played on Monday. Two-day edge here to get rested and ready to go for Kansas City. Buffalo okay. has a ton of injuries, too. Remember that game last week against Pittsburgh? How many no, guys were dropping are. like flies on the defensive side for Buffalo? So you're down uh, Gabe Davis offensively, Rapp, Benford, Bernard, Spector. A lot of guys are out. A.J. Klein is going to be your middle linebacker. Patrick Mahomes is going to torch A.J. Klein over the middle. So I think it could be a spot to look at for some guys out of the backfield receiving-wise. But if you look at Mahomes, 8-1 ATS as a dog, Emerson. Uh, and to me, this is a spot where if you get, and right now it's 2.5, so you can either wait, see if it goes to 3, or what I'm going to do, just buy it up to 3. I don't like buying points, but if you can get them up to plus 3 at minus 120, I'm taking the key number. I'm going Mahomes. I learned last year to never bet against Mahomes as a dog. Okay. Here's why, what why are you so getting Well, here's here. what I'm worried about. And Josh said this, and then I'm just like, and this is the perception is that everybody's going to be like, oh, Mahomes is going to torch this offense, this, this defense. Mahomes hasn't torched anybody this year. We have to get that perception out of our head that this is a fire-on-all-cylinder Chiefs offense because it is not. It is not. And that's what I think is, is really kind of clouding everybody's mind. You just put the Chiefs logo in any game. You have that the thoughts of what this team mm -hmm. used to be, and it's like, oh, well, the Chiefs are going to roll in this spot because they're the Chiefs. They have been anything but the Chiefs so far this season. This is the worst season statistically that we've seen from Mahomes. Yeah, this, I mean, this is just the worst offense of the Patrick right. Mahomes era. So it's like, will, are there opportunities for Mahomes to make some big plays? Yes. But like, how many times in that last game last week did we see he went for those deep shots and he couldn't hit Watson? He could not hit MVS. MVS can't get his hands on the ball at this point. So really, like, if there's anybody that is going to torch the Bills, it's Rice. That has me on rice overs in this okay. game. 68 and a half yards, six and a half receptions. Six and a half receptions at plus 105. He's gone over in yards in four of his last five games. Over in receptions, three of his last five games. Since week 12, 
Rice is averaging 7.2 receptions per game. There is no solidified wide receiver two in this offense. Tony might be active in this game. God, if that's the wide receiver two, good Lord. Kelsey just not really getting anything after the catch or anything like that. But here's what really opened my eyes to this too. Mahomes, when he's targeting Rice, has a passer rating of 127. 79 when he's targeting Watson, 75 when he's targeting targeting MVS. We're not even on the same planet with these two here. So give me the overs on Rice. But man, this is a tough game for me because everybody loves taking the Chiefs at this point Mm -hmm. because of the situation they're in. But this has not been the Chiefs team that you remember. Remember, the Chiefs are contrarian. 60% of bets are on Buffalo, so the public isn't all over the Chiefs. That's why I like them more. Okay. And everyone remembers what went down in week 14. Chiefs are going to be pissed off after that offensive offsides call against Kadarius Toney. So, but Jewel, since that dramatic 2022 playoff game between these two teams, they have played twice in the regular season. Bills winning both so matchups both. by an average of three and a half points and Bills currently two and a half point home favorites. Yeah, it should be a close game. Um, you know, Patrick Mahomes has never played a playoff game on the road. How is he going to win? I'm with Josh. I love the Chiefs in this game. Um, Julian. Best best NFL bet of the weekend (laughs) for me. I got it at three minus 118. It's floated around there on DK. We're going to see threes go back and forth. Get yourself a three. Um, But, yeah, uh, we're we're overblowing everything here. Mahomes is still 8-1-1, I think, as a dog. Uh, believe it or not, Mahomes has played road games before. So what? because it's the postseason now, because he's traveling to Buffalo for a game, like uh, this is so overblown. He's play, he's traveled for three Super Bowls, won two of them. The one he didn't win, conveniently enough, technically was a road playoff game. He played the Buccaneers in Tampa Bay. No, nobody's bringing that up. He, it, this is so overblown. Um, you have the revenge narrative from earlier in the season of the Chiefs losing a game that they feel they got robbed on. And the rest, Josh mentioned it. Josh covered everything in this game, really. The rest angle is ridiculous. It's almost like an extra mini bye week for Andy Reid, Patrick Mahomes, and the Chiefs. They played Saturday. Buffalo played Monday. That is plenty of extra prep time here where the, where the Bills are still focused on the Steelers. Okay. Um, I... I love the the Chiefs in this game. Why are we ignoring the narrative of the pit, though? For the last six weeks, the Bills have been sacrificing a fan in the pit, the construction <laughs> area where their new stadium is being where their new stadium is being built. And every time they sacrifice a fan in the pit, they win which is why they won six in a row. You say to pay attention to the officials in this? I was just going to mention Sean Hockley, uh, Ed Hockley's son. Yeah, is he jacked? Like he's that? not, not quite, quite as jacked, jacked. as his dad. Okay. Yeah, he's got to hit the weight room a little bit, Emerson. But he is one of your best road referees in the NFL. Road teams uh, with Hockley are 56% against the spread. And also, I'll throw it to you guys in terms of the total. It was 46. It's down to 45 and a half. Not a ton in terms of weather. You know, I hope they're shoveled out at this point, but 10 mile per hour winds, it is going to be cold. But that total did fall 46 (laughs) down to 45 and a half. But uh, again, Hockley is a good road ref and he's a good under ref. Unders with Hockley around 56% as well. Fans were lining up like soldiers going to war yesterday to get into that stadium and shovel it out. (laughs) Good for them. I would recommend a snow removal company because it was a mess on Monday. It was. They did a um, poor job. Yeah, but you can sit anywhere. One thing I wanted to add here, there's no way this isn't going to be a one-possession game. Teasing the Chiefs up to eight and a half is my favorite teaser leg uh, of the weekend. Plenty of options in terms of what you want to put that with. 
Bukes, you look at Kansas City finishing as one of the best under bets in the NFL due to yeah. its, as you've already mentioned, underperforming offense, strong defense. And in the Bills, this is one part I think people are sleeping on. The ground game has been the backbone of this late season push here. Buffalo's handed off on almost 51% of snaps in the past three games. So we're talking shorter gains and a continuous clock. So it was the under where you would lean towards. Yeah, KC 13-5 and five to the under so far this year. That was the best mark for the under uh, in the league at this rate. And we, we've talked about it n- numerous times, the second half offense for the Chiefs has just been so unbelievably bad, averaging less than a touchdown per game in the second half. Will we see that again here? That will, is yet to be uh, seen. But there is one other prop, too, and this is, you know, this is a little, this is pretty juicy. Okay. Um, but Shakir at two and a half receptions yeah. is so crazy low to me. Like, he is the wide receiver, too, in this offense. You know, like, he was bouncing away from anybody else, like Sherfield. You know, they're, they're not the guys that are stepping in for Gabe Davis. It's been Shakir. So, you know, again, and it's minus 160 as we're sitting here speaking. This was at plus one, excuse me, this was at one and a half last night at minus 180. Since then, it's moved to now two and a half at minus 160 now. Again, this is not something that, like, I'm crazy about because of the uh, the juice here, but, like, Shakir should be very involved in this game, too, and probably has one of the better matchups because you've got Sneed on, uh, mm-hmm. on Stephon Diggs in this game. Okay, so yeah. go ahead, Jules. Josh Allen, by the way, is minus 125 to throw a pick. He's not, He didn't do I that. I think that like, was even money yesterday. He did, it's mo- Yeah, it's moved. Yeah. Uh, money coming in on it, I think it opened up mispriced, but if you've been following that one, he yeah. didn't throw one last week against Pittsburgh, so the price got adjusted. That was only the fourth time this season that he hasn't thrown one. He's thrown an interception okay. in 14 of 18 games, including against Kansas City. And quickly, Josh, you like one of Josh Allen's pass catchers today, too? Old reliable. Dalton Kincaid cashed the over last week. Well, Same thing this week. I'm going over 39 and a half receiving yards at minus 130. Had three for 59 against Pitt. Three and zero to the over last three. I think Kincaid, especially uh, in a game here where uh, Allen looks over the middle, uh, hopefully goes over you know 40 or more. All right, well, uh, coming up after our final break in the show, we're going to reset some of your favorite bets from the other three divisional games, the other two divisional games up to this point. We're going to break down uh, Lions and Bucks. Why weather should not be a concern in Detroit. <laughs> Don't <play the> Smart. <laughs> From BBC Radio 4. Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah! 
Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Kicking off our final block of the sweat here on a Saturday morning. And if you missed it earlier in the program, this is what Josh, Steve, and Jules like for today's two divisional games. Two divisional games that include both number one seeds on the AFC side and the NFC side. And we still have one more game to break down and get to, and that would be the Bucks visiting the Lions today, gentlemen. And a lot of talk just about the weather. What's that? I believe it's tomorrow. Oh yeah, that's what I meant. You made a mistake, kind of like the reporter asking about well, whether made a mistake. That's actually a. That's exactly why that's I did like, that, Jules. For, yeah, the, I for, know. for the segue <laughs> of one individual who asked Todd Bowles, Buccaneers head coach, how concerned he is about the weather in Detroit, despite them playing in a dome. Any special plans to acclimate the team to not only uh, endure but perform in those kind of frigid temperatures? Should you face them in Detroit? You do know we play indoors, right? And they got a dome. I don't, um, no, nothing planned. We're, we're indoors and we only have to be outside for 20 seconds getting off the bus going under the thing, so we'll be okay. <laughs> I mean, honestly, if I was there, I would have been like, it, would you consider Sunday a must-win game, Todd? <laughs> That's the only question that probably would have been worse than that. I enjoyed that. that he took the time to break down that we'll only have to be outside from the quick walk from yeah. the bus into the stadium and we should be fine. Listen, I'm the last person who's going to give that reporter crap. I have brain farts on this program multiple times a day, every yeah, no, day. But it's okay. That's why we're family <laughs> and you guys picked me up. Hey, Bucks best road ATS team mm. in the NFL this season. Eight and one, Josh. What are you feeling right now in this game? I'm feeling bucks with the points. I like Tampa Bay in this spot, Emerson. This is actually the only kind of wheelhouse play for me of the weekend. What I mean by that is contrarian, low bets, higher dollars with a late reverse line move. So what we're looking at here, you know, the Lions actually opened, you know, as low as a six-point favorite. It got up to Lions minus six and a half. Even a couple books flirted with going to seven. But then we did see yesterday a lot of sharp buyback on Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay went seven down to six and a half. And now these six and a halves are down to six. That's huge to me in a playoff game with a lot of money on the line around a key number. The fact that that fell six and a half down to six tells me smart money is breaking toward Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay is only getting 40% of bets, but half the money. You mentioned it, Emerson. They've been great against the spread, 12 and six overall, nine and three ATS as a dog. And I'm going to bank on the defense here of Tampa Bay. They're only giving up 18 points a game. That's the fifth best defense in the NFL. Detroit's giving up 23 points per game. So uh, I know the love for Detroit. It's warranted. You know, they're a great, mm-hmm. they're a great story this year. A uh, ton of love here. M&M's at the game. I mean, this is yeah. just a huge public love for this kind of Cinderella team. I think it's a great opportunity to buy low on Tampa Bay. Baker Mayfield's playing great. Uh, I jumped on the six and a half earlier this week, and I love the fact it's down to six. I mean, Bruce, do you agree with that? You know, when these two teams met earlier in the year, I believe it was week five, you know, Detroit closed as a three-point And that was favorite. in Tampa Bay, wasn't that it? That was in Tampa Bay. They ended up winning that game fairly easy. I think it was like 20 to three or something. Yeah. It was a really bad game for the, um, for the Bucks. But now we almost have the same exact matchup. Obviously, they're in a controlled environment this time, and you're telling me that the t- Detroit is a you know three point better. 
than from before. Like, I don't agree with that. Like, I think this is the best Buccaneers team that we've seen over the past month or so. Like, I, I forget who said it, but somebody said that Baker Mayfield has been the most confident that he's been since he started in the NFL. And I think that really showed in that last game there, too. Like, he came in that game with bum ribs, bum ankle. He was running the ball and, like, looked good doing so. His efficiency was good. He's throwing into these tight windows. Like, this is probably the best Baker Mayfield that we've seen about some flashes that we've seen here when he was with Cleveland. This secondary for the Lions is a major, major issue. And with the way that Mayfield is throwing the ball right now and going to multiple guys, it's not just like a condensed offense, like kind of like how, you know, Buffalo has been or, or the Chiefs have been. Like it's going to Evans, it's going to Godwin. Otten was really involved in that game last week too as well. And Rashad White has really come upon as a catcher too. Obviously he's never been the best runner, but he can catch out of the backfield too as well. Lions are going to be down, you know, uh, Khalif Raymond, not a huge guy. And Laporte is still not 100% too. So, like, there's issues over with the Lions, whereas mm-hmm. it feels like Tampa is, like, at full strength with a confident quarterback. I'm, I'm with Josh here. I'm, I'm taking Tampa with the points. I mean, I do want to point out, though, Jules, like, the Lions' defense was absolutely stellar in that winning effort uh, mm-hmm. against uh, the Rams last week. The Rams did not score a touchdown on all three of their red zone trips. And then there's a reason to believe that that'll continue against the Bucs because the Bucs were the third-worst red zone offense in the league this year. Very nice numbers. I'll also go Tampa here with the points. I faded them with the Rams last week. They win, don't cover, only game of the week where the spread actually mattered. Um, And I also think this is a piece I I teased Tampa up to 12 and a half uh, to go with Kansas City eight and a half on, on Sunday. I think those should be a couple of close games. Bucks are eight and one against the spread on the road this season. Bucks are nine and three against the spread as underdogs this season. Go ahead. What? No, that's a good point. Continue. Yeah, I know. We can be repetitive. It's okay. No, no, no. I didn't say anything. Did we cover the nine and three against the spread as underdogs this season as well? All right. This is more of a prop game for me than a side game, I will say. Uh, Baker Mayfield, who is going to be in my DFS lineup, um, with a passing prop number that is steadily on the rise. That is fine with me. I bet it over 253.5. I saw it at, what, 257, 259 yesterday. I don't even know what it's at right now, Steve. 258.5. Yeah, that's fine. Um, Still play it over there. Baker is coming off... uh, 337 in that Philly game. That Philly defense is broken, but still. 337 in the air last week. That was the fourth time in five games he's gone over 280. Three of them 300-yard games. And you look at the Lions. They're giving up just under 350 yards per game passing over their last three games. This secondary has fallen off a cliff. And they have the second-best run defense in the NFL. So you wouldn't expect that Tampa gets much going in the ground. They're also... Whatever, regardless of what we think of this game, we're talking about a a road dog of nearly a touchdown indoors that's going to require some passing. So the game script, the matchup, uh, the lack of matchup with the ground game, everything ties into what should be a big game here, win or lose for Baker Mayfield. Who's delivering in the props department? I'm with these guys. Uh, I know Steve's got a really good same game parlay that I saw him tweet out that I really like. But Baker right? Mayfield over I'm gonna 258 and a half receiving yards. Julian gave you the reasons why. But look at last week. Matthew Stafford. Remember, he took a really uh, tough hit. Uh, by the way, Stafford, What I mean, this guy is nails here. They covered the number last week, obviously, with the Rams. But he threw for 367 yards. I mean, he obviously Puka Nakua did a lot on his own there. But I'm with the guys. I think this is a secondary with the lines that you can pass on. Baker's gone over this number in four of his last five games. He's playing 
with house money, the best football of his career. I think this line is steaming up for a reason. I'll still go Baker over 258.5. It's juiced up minus 120. This may approach 260 by tomorrow. I like Laporta anytime touchdown here. If you saw it, you know, it's amazing that he played in that game last week because if you saw that injury the week before, like it looked like there was no shot that Laporta was going to play, but he was on the field, played on 80% of the snaps, only three targets. His average distance of target was way down, one of the lowest of the season. That's natural with, you know, that type of leg injury, but they're going to use him in the red zone. And he's still a weapon in the in, in the red zone there. Uh, like I mentioned, only three targets last week, but one of them was a touchdown in the red zone. He's second on the team overall in red zone targets, trailing only Amon Ross St. Brown in that category there. Bucks allow a ton of touchdowns, or I shouldn't say a ton, but do allow a lot of touchdowns to opposing tight ends, tied for the third most in the league, plus 120 for Laporta, scoring any time touchdown. Where's this parlay everyone's talking about? <laughs> it's on DraftKings Sportsbook. Oh, really? Wow. Yes. Do you want to face on it? Do you want to? Oh, it's with your old you haircut. Now your new one. Right. Yeah, you got to update that because this haircut update looks that tremendous. Pick. You're looking good. Yeah, do you want to share it with people like right now? Tell them to go to DK Sportsbook what they can do. Yeah, so you go to D- DraftKings Sportsbook. You go to the NFL tab. You'll see all the cards there with all the same game parlays. Just scroll through that under the NFL playoff one. You have to be on mobile, though, to do this. Not on desktop, on computers. So if, if that's what Josh is looking for, you're not going to be able to find it. But on mobile, NFL playoffs, scroll over. There it is. Okay, for the people watching right now, let's get to some no sweat vets, shall we? Okay, Bukes, lead us off, please. Going with that, Nico Collins over. I gave you the numbers earlier in the show, but like with CJ Stroud and without Tank Dell, Nico Collins is averaging 124 receiving yards per game. With Nick, with uh, with with CJ Stroud as his quarterback there, and no Tank Dell, no Marlon Humphrey in this game. That should open up a lot here for Nico Collins. His number set at 77 and a half. I like him to go over in this one here. You know, perceived tough tough matchup against the Ravens. They've been great defensively, but no Marlon Humphrey is a plus for Nico Collins. Give me over on his receiving yards. What do you got here, dude? Emerson, I'm so locked and loaded for today. Dude, I, I can wait. tell, dude. You want to hear them all? Yeah, actually, I do. Oh, yeah. I got a, I got a lot down. here. Wow, but I'm not parlaying them. This is your reputation. Flat bets, individual bets. You got Emerson. You got to take a chance. You can't score if you okay. don't try, right? Stroud over two thirty four and a half. Love over two fifty and a half. Kincaid over thirty nine and a half. Uh, Kittle over fifty one and a half. Schultz <laughs> over thirty two and a half. And Emerson. Oh my God! Save some bets for the rest of us, bro. I'll take myself of these favorites cover, but I'm taking Houston plus ten. I'm taking Green Bay plus ten. I got a ton of systems on both. My man, plenty to choose from there. Go ahead, Jules. (laughs) Anything left for you? Well, good thing that I'm not going to football for a best bet here because Josh just gave you 12. Um, I'll have football tomorrow. Today we're going St. John's Moneyline College Hoops at MSG. Noon tip over Marquette, who struggles on the road. I think the Johnnies are going to get this one done. All right, gentlemen. And uh, for the other seven of my college basketball no. bets, you can look on Twitter. Okay. Oh, I'm not going to give eight like jobs. Tomorrow <laughs> show is a bet. Yep. Tomorrow show, you guys will uh, break down more of the Taylor Swift Travis Kelsey relationship oh, no, and even. what to expect don't in Buffalo. Have fun with that. Oh, 8 a.m. Eastern time tomorrow morning. We'll see you then. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare.
Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. 